Ooh, child. <laughs> we are up late tonight, but I'm here. I am sharing all that God wants me to share on this evening. I have made a whole episode, y'all. And I was ready to still truck through this series of emotional healing and ready to speak on yet another emotion that we're experiencing during COVID. But I can't. I can't even do it. I have to bring forth this, the, the very thing that the Lord has put on my heart regarding what we as a member of the black community experiencing right now. To open this up, I want to just publicly admit that I am not well. I haven't been. I am sick to my stomach seeing how my community has been snuffed out in a public fashion without regard or regret, and we're expected to still behave amicably. In three short sentences, let me explain a small representation of what we as a community are being told to do on a daily basis. Fight hard to be on top. Wait, we'll make sure you never get there. Work your butt off to earn an honest living, but wait, nope, you're never really actually meant to be in a place of financial prosperity. And lastly, comply with the laws of the land and respect your leaders, but come on, we all know, we've seen the videos. This whole thing is disheartening. It's despicable in every way, and to be honest, I'm beyond disappointed. I'm disappointed that there are so many people that still just don't get it. Yes, I'm talking about, well, people, people, but I'm specifically talking about saved people. It blows my mind the amount of members of the Christian community that have chosen to remain silent on this. And let me just specifically say that by members of the Christian community, I really specifically mean the leaders within the Christian community. It's the pastors, the ushers, the Sunday school teachers, and the small group leaders. It's all of them. I am looking to see where they are. Why haven't they decided to take a more proactive stance? Why haven't they reached out to their members individually to check on their well-being? Why haven't they denounced the racism and injustice in their pulpits and on their platforms? Why is prayer the go-to answer? Now, I'll stop here because I know there'll be several of you that say, well, prayer is the answer. And my response is always that prayer is the answer. Yes, prayer each and every time can and will get things done. However, it has to be mixed in a cocktail with some firm faith and swift action. It's biblical, actually. Matthew 21, 22 says, you can pray for anything, and if you have faith, you will receive it. And we know the rest in the same way, faith by itself, if it's not accompanied by action, is dead. James 2, 17 taught us that. We as Christians, we know the scriptures. Well, I'm going to share a word that God has had stewing inside of me, and it's not a popular opinion. I'm going to share it because I believe I'm supposed to, and it may not even be well-received, but it's just another perspective to consider in all this. Christian leaders love to share the good news, preaching a good word from the New Testament, specifically the Gospels about Jesus' time here on earth and how it all is a direct representation of how we should live. As Christians, we should be striving to be more like Christ. Christian actually directly means follower of Christ. My name, Christina, is a derivative of that term and name, Christian. So I am very careful to uphold this truth and never forget the worth and the meaning of that word. But the Lord encourages me to remind Christian leaders of the parable mentioned in Luke 15, 4. We know it. We loosely quote it. And there are even worship songs about it, about how a good shepherd searches for his sheep. Okay, let me give you some perspective before I read. The chapter starts off with the religious scholars talking trash about Jesus for being among the least of these. Jesus tells the story of the lost sheep in verse 4 to put things in perspective for them. Let's read. Suppose one of you had a hundred sheep and lost one. Wouldn't you leave the ninety-nine in the wilderness and go after the one until you found it? 
When found, you can be sure that you'll put it across your shoulders rejoicing. And when you got home, call in your friends and neighbors saying, celebrate with me. I have found my lost sheep. Now, Jesus goes on and on to say how heaven feels when a sinner comes to Christ. It's true. Heaven truly rejoices. And I'm not taking away from that portion of the scripture. All of it is true. Now, many of you are like, well, how does this relate to what we're talking about? I mean, I want to pose another hermeneutic, which simply means see it through a different lens. I want to give you a new perspective. Before I dive into the scripture again, let's define a few words. Oxford Dictionary has many definitions for the word lost. And in the text, it refers to the wayward, someone who has gone astray or the unbeliever. But fam, there's so many amazing definitions to the word lost. It can also mean forgotten misplaced, forfeited, neglected. I mean, one definition even means crushed. Synonyms for crushed are suppressed, mortified, and devastated. I think it's safe to say my community has been and feels crushed. Make no mistake, we are an empowered people. However, if you look up crushed, one definition even says of a government or state violently subdued by opposition or a rebellion. Funny how the sentence underneath that definition, you know, use it in a sentence, says, The government has taken elaborate precautions to crush any resistance. (laughs) Oh yeah, that's where we at, okay? Now that we all on the same page, let's continue. If you change your lens to read that parable again, it reads differently. The 99 just doesn't represent the believers. It represents the majority. It represents the privilege. It represents what's comfortable. The one is different. It's the underdog. It's the minority. It's the black sheep, if you will. You see what I did there? One that's on its own. It's fending for itself. It's the least, the lost, and the left out. Reading that parable again with this new lens, go with me here. Could it quite possibly be that Jesus means go after all that are lost, that are crushed, misplaced, and forgotten? Listen, if you are a Christian leader, I know most of you will leave your 99 to go after the one sinner. You must also be the leader that stands as an ally for the minority members, specifically the black members of your congregation that tithe, serve, support your works to build the kingdom because we are also the one. Leaving the 99 during this time looks like pausing your normal, everyday, comfortable conversation and that prosperity gospel to go out, seek, search, learn, and discover your intentionally No, 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 no. Let me back up. I'll give you the benefit of the doubt and say potentially neglected sheep. Either way, Jesus said once the sheep has been found and found actually means recovered and recovered means recuperated. Once all of that happens, you'll be sure to rejoice and to celebrate with your friends. That sounds like a celebration of togetherness to me. You have to be a part of the recovery. You have to be a part of the rescue. My prayer has been and will always be that more pastors, preachers, and teachers will be willing to go out and recover and rescue a hurting people, a crushed people, the least, the lost, and the left out. That's me. That is us. That's the entire black community. And honestly, that's all I got for you. That right there was what the Lord gave me. And I pray that it blessed you. And I'm going to pray today for leaders everywhere, for the black community everywhere, for every single person listening, because at the end of the day, we all have to be more active. Heavenly Father, I thank you so much. God, I thank you because you are a faithful God. Great is thy faithfulness. God, you never waver and your word is always true. 
God, I thank you because your word did say specifically that you will reign on the just and the unjust. God, it doesn't matter what it looks like. God, either way, you will you will cause things to come to be, Father. And we do pray. God, but we are also swift in action and we're firm in our beliefs, God. And we are trusting that you are the God that your word describes you to be. God, I am praying that Christian leaders everywhere, that people who have platforms everywhere, take a stance, choose, not, and it's not even about choosing a side, but it's choosing good, choosing what's right. God, I pray right now that you'll stir up something in them. God, you will stir up a courage to leave the 99, to leave the comfortable, to leave the majority, and to go after what is lost, go after what has been crushed, after what has been misplaced or forfeited and, and neglected. God, I pray that Christian leaders everywhere will go after those people, go after that one. The least of these, the lost, oh God, the left out, Father. And that just so happens to be the black community in this situation. God, I am praying right now for lives all over the nation, God. My community, we matter, Father. And I pray that more and more people in this nation will come to honor and to know you as their Savior, God. But also to know that what is happening within this nation was never really set up to be a successful plan for us here. God, but you know the plans that you have for us, oh God. And I pray right now that more leaders would step up, stand out, and would take a more proactive stance to say, hey, I want to go search and discover and to recover those lost and hurting and crushed people. God, I thank you so much for this being so. God, I thank you for your word. God, I thank you so much for the many pastors that have stood up, those pastors that have spoken out, oh God, the people who have used their platforms. God, I pray right now, a protective covering over their homes, oh God, over their minds, over their mental state, oh God. I pray right now for my people as we are hurting and grieving, God, and we're angry. God, I pray right now for our mental and emotional health, oh God, that you will restore us back to a place that leads right back to you, oh God, even in the midst of this situation. Oh God, that we will come running right back to you, God, but that we will also be comfortable in taking that stance. Oh God, and I am praying for more people to speak out against those negative sins. Oh God, and I'm going to call them out racism and the bigotry. Oh God, and the, the injustice. Oh God, the hate. Father, we rebuke those things right now in the name of Jesus. And we, we pray love and unity and equality and justice. Oh God, because we know that that is what Jesus Christ stood for. Father, I thank you for your word being true, being relevant in even these times, God. We love you. We praise you. We honor you, God. And we give you all the glory and the praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Family, I know that that was not a popular perspective, but I just want you to think about that on this week. And, and when you read that scripture, even though it's talking about, you know, the lost, consider what that really means to be lost, to be left out. So I'm just praying right now that you all will have a blessed week. Really take time for your mental health. I am praying for each of you during this time. And I do want to go ahead and just wrap up with one of the benedictions that I love to say. Now may the God of peace make you holy in every way. And may your whole body, soul, and spirit be kept blameless until our Lord Jesus Christ comes again. Our God, he will make this happen. For he who calls you, he's faithful. Be blessed and be good. <laughs> Love you guys.